So this morning we are beginning a new series as we head towards one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest holidays of the Christian church, of the Christian year, that is Christ the King Sunday, which happens on November 23rd, or excuse me, 22nd. Uh, it's an amazing holiday. It's a great time because we remember the fact or the reality that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is King, that even though he is at his Father's right hand, he is reigning here on earth now. I love this holiday. I love this holiday for what it reminds us of, how it puts the idea that Jesus is Savior and Lord back in balance. It helps us to remember and to celebrate that Jesus is King. See, I need this holiday. I need this holiday because I need to be reminded that not only is Jesus our Savior, the one who saves us from our sin, that we can be with our Father in heaven, but also that on the cross, Jesus was exalted as King. That God's kingdom has come. Even though it's not fully here yet, his kingdom has come. And that Jesus is Lord over all of creation. I need to be reminded of this. To remind it that the kingdom of God has broken into human history. The kingdom of God has a presence on the ground. Though sometimes it's difficult to see. Or sometimes we see it, but we don't realize that it's the kingdom of God. It reminds me that the kingdom of God has already begun. And as I was thinking about it this week, I think this is something that the church needs to keep remembering. We need to remember the reality that Jesus isn't just up in heaven somewhere far away, but he is actually Lord, that he is king of the earth right now. And we need to remember this because sometimes we look around and we think to ourselves, I don't see a lot of it. Or we think to ourselves, this world is so broken and corrupt, so much violence and hate. But we need to be reminded that Jesus is Lord in surprising ways in mustard seed-like ways, that Jesus is Lord. But it also helps us to keep balance with the idea of all of the, the whole story of what the gospel is, the good news. Reminds us that the gospel, not only is it that we are saved, but that Jesus is Lord. That on the cross, Jesus gathered up all the sin in that one place and then died, sacrificing himself taking all of our sin upon himself and dying that we might have life with our Father in heaven, that we might be forgiven. That's true. But also on the cross, God has been exalted as king because he rose again. He rose again and is seated at God's right hand and rules over all of creation. As I was thinking about this and preparing for this this morning, I was looking through, and there are 20-some times where it talks, in in the New Testament, 20-some times in the New Testament where it talks about Jesus reigning at God's right hand, or seated at God's right hand. Now, in the ancient world, in Israel that Jesus lived, seated at your right hand was the place of honor. It was like your right-hand man, sort of our word that we have in our culture. It means that God, that Jesus is reigning in God's place. Or Jesus reigns as God. Even Jesus' name. In, in Greek, it's Yesu Christos Kurios. Jesus, Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ means the anointed one. Christ is the Greek word for Mashiach, the Hebrew word of anointed. And everything that comes with the word Mashiach. 
not just king, but Lord. And kurios is the Greek word for Lord. The Greek word for the word Adonai. That Jesus is Lord over all of creation. Listen to what Paul says, or what he writes to the church in Ephesus. It's Ephesians 1, verse 17 and 23. If you want to open up your Bibles to Ephesians 1, 17, or it's also this white sheet in your bulletin. So this is the opening part of Paul's letter, and he's thanking God for the, the Ephesians. And he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like, the, is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, and authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff talking about the the authority how far Jesus is above every rule and every authority, every power and dominion. That's not that Jesus is just off somewhere hoping that we work things out here. That's saying that Jesus is reigning right now. Here on earth. Not only in this age, but in the age to come as well. I'm grateful for Christ the King Sunday because it helps put us back in balance. Remembering that Jesus is Savior, but also remembering that Jesus is Lord. See, the thing is, most of us have heard, most of us hear a lot, that Jesus is our Savior, right? It's good news. But there can be trouble, too, when that's all we say the gospel is, or when we say the gospel is just that we've been saved. Things can begin to shrink down. When we can say that the, sometimes I hear people say, and they're trying to say it quickly, I understand that, trying to narrow it down to make it easy to digest, but sometimes people narrow it down too much. They say the gospel is just you've been forgiven so that you can be saved, so that you can go to heaven when you die. Don't get me wrong, that's good news, but the gospel is much bigger than that as well. See, when we narrow down the gospel too much, it it can become mainly about ourselves, that I've been saved. Whew! I've been saved. And we start wondering, okay, okay, so I've been saved, maybe I need to tell others so that they can be saved as well. We, we care for their souls, but forget their bodies. Or if we start to uh, pray for people's eternal salvation without helping them, in, helping them in their current situation. Sometimes it can undermine our engagement in this creation, this place where God is already reigning. I've had some people describe it as fire insurance. I don't know if anybody has ever heard that. I believe in Jesus so that I don't go to hell. I believe in Jesus so that I go to heaven when I die. If you unpack that, you see that people believe in Jesus mainly for their own benefit, kind of to save their own neck, which is okay. It's a place to start, 
But I think God desires more than that. I think he's looking for, and the gospel is bigger than that. To say that the gospel is that we've been saved so that we can go to heaven when we die is kind of like saying the Mona Lisa is a nice picture of a lady. It's true, it's factual, but it's also more than that. Or it's like saying that the Kootenays are a nice place to live with a nice lake. That's a fact, but it's also much more than that. The gospel, as good as it is that God has saved us, that we are forgiven in Christ, and that we have the hope of heaven when we die, not only heaven that, that that is with Christ now, but the heaven that will come down to earth, not only do we have hope in that, but also the hope that we, that Christ is reigning, that he is Lord, and he is coming to make all things good and right here on earth. But I also notice something too, that when Jesus is our Savior, and how we go to heaven when we, when we die, sometimes people can get the idea that our faith doesn't really take effect or doesn't have much to do with life until we die. Now, as I know most of you, I know that your faith works out in your life. But if all we talk about is saving, being saved so we can go to heaven when we die, sometimes people get the idea that our faith doesn't really matter until we're on our deathbed. They have questions of, well, how does following Jesus or that Jesus is my Savior, how does that matter in my job? Or how does that influence the way I do business or the ways that I treat my family or the way I'm involved in my community? See, the thing is, when we realize that Jesus is Lord over this creation right now, immediately there's impact. Immediately there's understanding that this this world we live in, there isn't a separation between sacred and secular. That God is involved in everything. That God cares about everything. It's interesting, I was thinking about... um, how it can go off the rails when our faith becomes only about being saved and going to heaven, how it becomes it can become so spiritual there's little places, there's few places where it touches the ground on life. I don't know, maybe some of you have heard that saying that that Christians are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. I think about the situation in Germany, uh, in World War Two, and the Nazis that there were Christians who supported the Nazi government. And I can only guess that happened because of the separation, because they, they somehow had narrowed down the gospel to this is how, you saved, how you're saved and how you go to heaven. But then you had Christians like Dietrich Bonhoeffer who stood up against the Germans. He's a great Christian pastor. Many people have learned from him, even though he was martyred, even though he was killed in a concentration camp. Because I think he had his eye on the kingdom of God. The way we live now matters. That because Jesus is Lord and Savior, and especially this morning we're focusing on the Lord part, that the way we live right now, earth, This world right now matters to God. The way we do things matters. So I'm grateful for this holiday coming up, Christ the King Sunday, because it reminds me that Jesus is Lord. 
It reminds me that Jesus is Lord over every prime minister. It reminds me that Jesus is Lord over every president. It reminds me that Jesus is Lord even over the worst dictators. That he is above all of them. That he is above every rule and power. Every power and dominion. Jesus is Lord over all this. All things have been put under his feet. He is head above all. Jesus is Lord and King. And like I said, this has immediate implications for the way we live. If Jesus is Lord over this world, then it has immediate implications for the way we do our job. That we do our job, not just to get the paycheck, not cutting corners, but we do our job well, the best that we can. Not only for the sake of our employer, but for the sake of our Father in Heaven. Because Jesus rules over this world. It shapes the way we do business. That at best we're fair. Or sorry, that at least we're fair, but even more than that, that we're generous in the way we do business. That we give glory to God by the way we live. The ways we raise our families. The ways we love others and care for people in our community. The ways that we contribute to our community. These things speak of the kingdom of God. That we live as citizens of God's kingdom even though we live here in Canada. It makes me think of a, of a book. It's, titled, it's by Stanley Hauerwas, uh titled Resident Aliens. That even though we live here in Canada, we are citizens of another kingdom. And one of the most important things we can do is live out that kingdom here. that we can live out our faith in Christ, that we can follow him, that not only is he Lord of our lives, each one of us individually, but he is Lord over everything. And immediately that begins to, have, begins to have implications. Not only does that matter on Sunday morning, but it matters just as much on Monday morning when we go out into our lives, into our work, or to the things that we do. If Jesus is king, and he has brought his kingdom and we are citizens of that kingdom and we have mission. We have important work to do here. Cultivating God's kingdom now. Doing the things that we know of that kingdom, cultivating those things on earth now. Whether that's caring for refugees, people who come to live among us. Supporting people in our community who need help standing up for justice, for what's right, especially for people who can't stand up for themselves. We have a role to play. If Jesus is our king, we have a role to play. I'm grateful for Christ the King Sunday. It's coming in a couple weeks. Next week, Jeff is going to be here, Jeff Strong, uh, to talk some more about Jesus as king through the Gospel of Mark, I think. But all this is leading up to this great holiday that Jesus is Lord and Savior.